0: Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucchi and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to bust the myths about deal sourcing and answer some of your frequently asked questions, including, should you be deal sourcing? How much money can you make by selling deals to other investors? Can it really be done part-time? What about compliance? Who can you sell deals to? What are the best deals to sell on? And is this best for newbies or experienced investors? Now, you may or may not have thought about deal sourcing, but by the end of this podcast, you'll be really clear if it's something you should be considering. So first of all, let's think about who should be deal sourcing. Well, let's just break this down for a minute. I think a lot of people think that deal sourcing means you're selling deals to other people. Well, actually, I think as investors, we should all be deal sourcing. We should all be looking for great deals. And in fact, I believe it's the most important thing you can learn is how to find great deals. And the reality is most people don't know how to do this. I meet experienced investors who really don't know how to find good deals themselves. Now, obviously, you can get people to bring deals to you. There's nothing wrong with that, you pay them a fee. And in fact, some of the best deals I've done are deals that other people have bought to me and I've said, yep, that's good and I've then paid them a fee for it. So don't be worried about paying people fees, there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, if you're really busy, maybe you've got a really good income but you just don't have much time, maybe paying someone else to find good deals for you is better than not doing any deals. But in my view, actually learning how to do it yourself is actually going to be much more cost effective for you. Now, when you get good at finding deals, you will find more than you can possibly do yourself. And everyone's got a certain amount of bandwidth and a certain amount of resources. So rather than wasting good deals, you could actually sell them on to other people. So let's think about how much can you actually make by selling deals to other investors. Well, it really depends on the deal itself, but typically if you're buying a package deal from someone, it might cost three to 5,000 pounds. So what is a package deal? Well, the deal sourcer goes out, they find a deal, they negotiate with the owner, they come up with a great deal, a good price, they do the research and the due diligence, they put all that information together and package it so a potential buyer can very quickly work out is it a good deal or not? Is it something they're interested in? And then literally the buyer just signs the paperwork for the mortgage, they sign the paperwork for the legal to so actually buy the property, and the sourcer takes care of everything else and manages the whole process. And so I think three to five thousand pounds is a justifiable fee for doing all of that work. Now, it's got to be some sort of deal. Maybe it's a a below market value purchase. Maybe it's a, a potential to add value. Maybe it's a very high return on investment. You know, it's got to be a deal. It's not something that's just listed on the open market, um, on Rightmove or Zoopla and, you want a fee for just pointing someone in the direction of that deal? Well, that's not a deal. So you've got to learn how to do this correctly. Now, um, the kind of deal you source will obviously um, affect the amount you can earn from it. If you are selling a purchase lease option, you might be able to get a higher fee for that because purchase lease options, if you're selling it on someone, they don't need a big deposit. don't need a mortgage so there's more people who could potentially buy an option if you're selling development deals development deals might be worth tens of thousands of pounds because the development might be a multi-million pound deal so depending what you're sourcing will influence the amount of money you can earn but typically let's say three to five thousand pounds per deal so if it was an average of let's say four thousand If you sourced one deal a month and sold to another investor, that would be £4,000 a month or £48,000 a year. Just two deals would be about £96,000 a year. So you can make a lot of money sourcing deals to other investors. And you might think, well, why would I sell deals if they're good deals? Of course, you're going to keep the very best deals yourself, but there's only a limit to the number you can do yourself. And so rather than waste them, you can sell them on to other people. Now, a question I'm very often asked is can I really do this part-time? Well, my view is if you're looking for properties anyway, and you can certainly do that part-time, you can put great systems in place to make sure you're not spending all your time doing this. You get leads coming through to you, you can filter those leads, work out if they're a good deal, spend time focusing on the potential deals, and then decide which you're going to do and which you're going to sell to other people. So, yes, that can absolutely be done part-time. And if you're finding lots of deals, once you've got some people to sell to, it doesn't actually take that much time to sell those deals on. So, yes, you can make really good income part time from this once you know what you're doing and once your systems are put in place. Uh, What about compliance? That's something that people often ask me about. Well, look, if you're looking for deals for yourself, There's no qualifications, there's no regulations at all that you need to worry about. However, if you want to sell deals onto other people, well then yes, you really should be what's called a compliant deal sourcer. So let me very quickly run through some of the things that are involved there. First of all, it's a really good idea to join one of the redress schemes. So uh, it could be the property ombudsman, TPO, or the property redress scheme, PRS, You join one of those, it's a few hundred pounds. And if there's a problem, a dispute with someone, they can help sort that out. So that's a good thing to be a part of. The next thing is if you're selling deals to other people, you really should have professional indemnity insurance. What that means is if you make a mistake, let's say you say something's a a four bedroom property and it's actually a three bedroom property and someone sues you because they bought it thinking it was a four bed. I mean, they should have really checked it out themselves, but still, they try and sue you. That's where your professional indemnity insurance will come into place. Now, the cost of that will vary depending on how many deals you're gonna sell. You could get some insurance at a, at a very low level at first, when you're first starting out. As you're selling more deals and making more money, you can increase the amount of insurance you have. The next thing you need to do, and you should do this if you are an investor anyway, is you should register with the information commissioner. They used to be called the data protection agency. So if you're holding information on anybody, so you've got potential tenants, potential sellers, um, you should make sure you look after that information. You have a security policy and, you know. you you register with the information commissioner to make sure you're doing things correctly. So I think actually all investors should do that. Um, If you are accepting money from your uh, investors who are buying deals from you, then really you should be carrying out anti-money laundering checks, AML checks. And it's very easy to get that set up. You can pay other people to do that for you, but you should be doing that. And actually, you should be registering with HMRC as a property deal sourcer. Um, I guess the closest comparison to a deal sourcer is an estate agent, but actually you are not an estate agent because an estate agent has a contract with a seller, they are commissioned by a seller to sell the property for them, you may not have a a contract with the seller. You know, you find someone who wants to sell, but really you're getting paid from the buyer of the deal. So although you're similar to an estate agent, you are not actually an estate agent, but it's the closest comparison, I guess. Um, So we talked about just to summarize compliance, you should be a member of one of the redress schemes. So TPO, the property ombudsman or the property redress scheme. You should have professional indemnity insurance in place. You should be registered with the information commissioner. You should be registered at HMRC and you should be doing AML checks. What many people do is rather than accept any money from people who want to put down a reservation fee, um, a lot of sources will use a solicitor and they'll get the buyer to register with a solicitor, get the solicitor to represent that buyer and then that solicitor can receive reservation fees from the buyer. And that solicitor can do all the anti-money laundry checks on the buyer. Because if you're not going near any of the money, if you're not touching any of the money, um, a lot of people believe that is sufficient. Okay. So that's a, a way you can uh, work your compliance that might be slightly easier. So next thing is, well, who do you actually sell deals to? And actually the very best people are people you know around you. Uh, you know, if you're investing in property, maybe you're Invested in yourself. You've got some training. You've learned how to find great deals. You're finding lots and lots of deals. You can't do them all yourself. And some of your family, friends, work colleagues might say, hey, can you maybe find me a deal? And obviously, you should be charging for that to value your time. And so selling to people you know around you is probably the best place to start then you might start selling to people who you don't know so much. Now, I'm not a big fan of people who go on Facebook saying, I've got a three bed house in Barnsley for sale. I don't think that's very professional really. But there are lots of people who would love For someone like you to find deals for them. As I said, they might be busy. They have a good income. They don't have the knowledge or the energy or the inclination to go and find deals. And so they'd rather pay someone like you. So how do you find those people? Well, there are two key places you can go to find people. First of all, network meetings, property network meetings. There are people who come to those. They've got money. They maybe don't know what they're doing and they they don't really know what to do. And they'd love to someone bring them a good deal. So that's a great source of people. Obviously, you need to get to know people, need to build a relationship with those people. And the other great place to find people is property training events and seminars. Because again, people have got money, come to those events. They want to learn about investing. When they hear what's involved, they think, oh, that sounds a bit like hard work. You know what? I'd much rather pay someone else to do that for me. And so you know, if you're at property training events and you meet those people, they might do some deals themselves. But if they have a few deals that fall over, they get frustrated and then much rather have a seamless process that you can deliver to them and you obviously get paid for that. So those are the kind of people uh, you want to be um, uh, working with. Uh, and again, it does take time to build up a relationship. The thing is you don't need hundreds of people to sell deals to. If you had maybe just five or six people who each wanted a couple of deals a year, that would be enough for you to sell one deal a month and make about £50,000 doing it. So let me say that again, five or six good people to sell deals to each buying one or two, maybe two deals uh, a year could make you £50,000 a year that you could do very much part-time. So what are the best deals to sell on? Well, very often investors want to feel that they're getting some value for the money they're paying you. So if you can buy a property at a good discount, 20, 25% discount is obviously a standard that people kind of look for, but also some people are prepared to pay full price if they're buying a deal that's got a very high return on investment. If someone's buying a property that might be a single let, that might be more than 10% return, that's pretty good. If they're buying an HMO, that might be more than 20% ROI, they might be really happy to pay a fee for that. Um, obviously, a purchase option, you can get an ROI of 50% or more. So actually, someone might be happy to pay for that. Or a rent-to-rent deal. Some people, they can't get mortgages. They don't have big deposits. They want to do rent-to-rent. They don't know how to find rent-to-rent deals. And actually, they might be happy to pay a fee. Typically, rent-to-rent should give a 100% return on investment. So it depends on the deal um, and depends who you're selling it to. I think that if you're selling rent to rent deals and purchase these options, they're probably the easiest to sell because the people who are coming in to buy those deals from you don't need big deposits They don't need mortgages. So there's a much bigger pool of people who might be interested in that kind of deal. If you have something that's a cash only purchase, well guess what, there's only gonna be a small number of people who are gonna be able to buy something cash. So you have gotta think about the people you can go out to and make sure that what you're finding is deals that people are gonna want to buy. The only other thing I'd mention here, I've mentioned earlier is development deals. There are lots of developers who are out there finding deals and I believe that with the changes happening in the, the economy and the property market, there are going to be lots of development opportunities coming up. Now, a development opportunity might be a multi-million pound project. And so the finder fee that you earn on that might be a lot higher as well. You could be earning tens of thousands of pounds for sourcing a development for a developer. And guess what? Look, developers are busy doing their developments. If someone brings great deals to them, they might be very happy to pay you fees. A little trick here for you to get a bigger um, fee might be you take some of the fee up front. And then you take the majority of the fee at the end of the deal once they've developed it and once they've got their profit out. And that means that actually they might be prepared to pay you more because it's not going to affect their cash flow. So you might get three to five thousand pounds up front and a big balloon payment once the development's done. It may be a year or two. Um, another question I'm often asked is, you know, is this is this best for a newbie investor to do this or should it be something experienced investors do? My honest answer is actually, this is suitable for anyone. As I said earlier, if you're looking for great property deals, you will find deals that maybe are not suitable for you. Maybe they're outside of your area. Maybe they don't fit your strategy. Maybe they're too small for you, too big for you. In that case, there'll be other people for whom those deals are perfect. So if you're an experienced investor, and you're already finding great deals, you might be thinking you're just looking for yourself. I'd encourage you to change your thinking slightly and recognize as long as what you find is a good deal, it doesn't meet your criteria, but if it's a good deal, you could pass it on to someone else and get paid for that. But if you're a new investor, a lot of people who are new to property who maybe don't have their own deposits, what they do is they get They get the idea that actually, if they can sell deals to other people for three to five thousand pounds a deal, they can start building up those fees to actually give them the deposit to start buying properties themselves. And that is a very valid thing to do for new investors. It's a great way to build up deposits. The biggest problem here. Is that many people who are new to property don't actually educate themselves to find out how to find good deals and what is a good deal? So a lot of people set themselves up as a deal source. And remember, there are no qualifications. There is compliance, but there's no qualifications. And they don't really know what they're doing. And they often end up wasting their time. They often waste time of people they're trying to sell deals to. So if you are looking to buy deals from someone, you want to check they really know what they're doing. And really, you could do that in a couple of ways. First of all, if they're not compliant, I suggest maybe they haven't done any training. Secondly, when they present a deal to you, they should be presenting the key factors. They should be saying, okay, so what's the what's the investment here? What's the opportunity? Why is this a great deal? How much cash is required? What's the cash flow going to be? What's the return on investment? If they're not providing these key figures to you, again, I would question, do they really know what they're doing? They should also be providing some due diligence to back up the information they're giving you. Again, if they're not doing that, I suggest, do they really know what they're doing? So, if you are new and you want to learn about this, you know I highly recommend you spend some time investing yourself to make sure that you know how to find great deals and it is a great way to build up your deposits for the deals you want to keep. The other thing is, guys, if you get really good at finding deals, um, instead of selling to other people, maybe you could joint venture with other people. This is where someone else puts the money in, you found the deal, you're doing the work, and you share the cash flow and the equity growth. And actually you can make a lot more money by doing a joint venture than just by selling a deal to someone. Even better than joint ventures is doing private loans. There will be family, friends, work colleagues, people you know and who already trust you, who have got money sitting in the bank doing absolutely nothing for them. If you could use some of that money to act as deposits for properties you want to buy and you give them a return, well, you're helping them and you're helping yourself on the property journey. So really one of the best things you could do, whether you are new or experienced, is to sell deals onto other people, I believe, but you do need to know what you're doing. Now, luckily I have some free training resources for you and you can actually benefit from these by going to this website, www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. You can sign up for some completely free training. And I think it would really help you understand a lot more about deal sourcing. So by now, hopefully you've realized that, you know, deal sourcing may or may not be for you. I hope you've made that conclusion. I hope you got value from this podcast as usual. And until next time, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www